This is Tuesday, June 7th. Yesterday, we got started with the most important verse in the Hebrew Scriptures. It's called the Shema. We learned that everything begins with God. Life has coherence in the Lord alone. Here's this brief scripture that we began looking at yesterday. Deuteronomy 6, verse 4 and 5. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Now we learn that the Lord calls us to hear him, to hearken to his voice. And here's the surprise of scripture. There is no verb in biblical Hebrew that means to obey. (laughs) Now at this point, the children might be cheering wildly. Yes, God does not command us to obey him. This fact about Hebrew is surprising since the Jewish people were given the law by the Lord. Of course, God wanted his people to obey. I'm told that when Hebrew was revived as a modern language, this word had to be invented because no word existed beforehand. Modern people, we use the word obey quite often, but apparently God never did. Instead, he used the word listen. Hearken. Why is this God's way? Well, this is because this is his nature. This is the way he loves human beings. Listen to verses from the section of text just before the Shema. This is Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 3. Hear, Israel, and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Yes, that first word of the verse, uh, verse 3 that we just read, is also the word Shema. It means, hear this. Now, we may wonder where that word obey comes from in the text. It's being supplied. And you may ask, well, why does God call us to listen to him, to hearken to his word? He does this so that his people may flourish and prosper in the land. You see, God never calls his people to blind obedience. He is inviting them to enter into life with him, and he's telling them what this life is. He is telling us that his law is not for his benefit, It is for our own good. You see, Scripture is given as the instructions for the way life works, so that people can thrive, so that people can live in community together in peace. There are many ways to choose to live, but this one leads to full life, a life of thriving and flourishing. As Jesus put it in John 10.10, I have come that they might have life, life, to the full. Now, this doesn't mean that Scripture is God's tips for a full life. No, he tells us about his world and the way he designed it, the way that it works. And he calls us to walk in his ways. This is the key to this next section of the text. But before we get there, we need to consider verse 5. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Here's why these words are here. If God is the center of our world, 
If he made all things, if he sustains all things, if he loves his, us as human beings and set his image upon us, then of course we should love him with our whole being. He is most worthy of love. When the religious leaders were trying to trap Jesus just a few days before he went to the cross, they asked him what the greatest command was. In those days, the religious leaders argued almost endlessly over this question, and they often pitted one law of God against another. Here's how that scene unfolded. Matthew 22, verse 34 to 40. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Now notice that Jesus says that everything goes back to the love of God. Everything hangs on love. Indeed, it is the very love of God that holds the universe in place. And when we come to know God, well, we love him. This is the key to our lives and everything. We have received from God and that we pass on to our children. It is loving the God who has loved us first. So yes, we know that God's law given to us, it also springs from his love. He gives it to us because he desires to give us life. And we come to love God too. Now all this sounds remarkably similar to the words Jesus shared with his disciples. This is John 15, 9-12. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Now, this is the way life is to be lived with our children and their children after them. It is all to flow from love. The love of God comes to us in Christ, and we live in this way of love and, and faithfulness to the commands of God. And in the process, we teach our children the way of love as well. This is a good place for us to stop today. Let's pray. Our Father, your love is better than life. Therefore, we shall praise you and acknowledge your glory. We rest in your goodness. Help us to see your truth as a gift carried to us on the wings of your love. Help us to delight in your law because it is yours and you are good. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.